Uh, this is Triple M's homegrown right around the country on the brand new Listener Rap 52 stations as I get to welcome a dear friend to the show, an incredible career so far. One half of Big Scary, amazing songs. Clever songwriting. Incredible arrangements too, catchy. And we welcome them back for their fifth album. You could listen to this song on repeat for hours, which was what I've done a lot. As I welcome Joe from Big Scary to Triple M's Homegrown. How are you? Thank you. What a walk down memory lane. <laughs> We're coming up to like 20 year uh, anniversary kind of territory. Has that journey kind of been quick for you or does it feel like it's taken ages? Man, it feels so quick. Like, yeah. I can't believe that um, we're almost, you know, a heritage band. I, and if you think about it in a span of a 15 to 20 year um, career. Yeah. Know. But what I love about you guys is you guys always seem creative and you're still writing and you're active. And, you know, this, this latest album is so cool. I want to play a snippet for our listeners here. Uh, you recorded uh, Real Love Live with a six string um, orchestra. Let's have a listen. At the Brunswick Ballroom in Melbourne. That looked like a lot of fun to do. It was beautiful and so, yeah, so easy, good space, good friends. It's yeah. lovely. And um, I, what about the Palais gig that you did? Can you tell us a little bit about that in Victoria? That was awesome. I mean, we've never, we'd never sell out the, the Palais on our own. It's a huge venue. But um, they had this program over the summer of um, it's sort of this intimate gigs where the audience was like on stage. So there's like flip the stage 180. So yeah. the backdrop to the band is the auditorium seats, like empty seats with this yeah. huge dome roof. Yeah. And, um, and then the audience is kind of like up against where the lighting rig would usually be yeah. um, watching the band and like, you know, just sort of 200 people or so. So yeah, it was, it was really amazing. I did two sets um, and we, we kind of splashed out and got um, some lights, Nice. Like happening yeah, to, nice. to make it look pretty cool. What What was it like playing in a big venue like that in, in such an intimate way as well? Like coming from like a performing kind of aspect, did you have to change a lot? Were you kind of rehearsing a lot knowing that, you know, the acoustics are going to have to be, you know, pretty spot on and things? We kind of just treated it like a normal show. Um, nice. We, we still had just like our normal set. We didn't really strip anything back. Um, and just looking at the audience from from where we were sitting, it, it it looked like a small club show. So yeah, um, I was wondering if we should, you know, bring out some big reverb moment, like solo <laughs> piano. <Yeah. But> we, <laughs> we just we just treat it like normal, and it, and it like you know it's the same set that we would put on a festival stage, but yeah. it still it still worked. Yeah, that's so good. And you're a mum now. I mean, how, how much has that just changed kind of things for you uh, musically as well? Do you find that uh, you're writing more? You're writing less? Ah. Uh, I'm writing more baby-themed rip-off ditties, such it. as, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, nuggy, 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 <laughs> in your huggy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, lots of songs around um, kids' stuff. But yeah. I think, like, I was never the kind of person to kind of be sitting at home writing tunes. It's always been yeah. when Tom and I get together in a set time is mm. when we would be would be writing for Big Scary. So that kind of hasn't changed Um you know, it, it might have been years between those sessions anyway. Yeah. So 
it's actually been nice. Like it's just kept me singing more than I normally would have. Nice. Um, yeah. Cool. And, and like we sort of make an effort to just sit at the piano with the baby to expose her to it. Um, you know, you've got to start them young if they're going to be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say, so you, you and Tom, like kind of, uh, you know, obviously I've uh, known you and been such a huge fan of your band for a while. Mm. And do, do you guys like, um, like you said, is it kind of, you're, you're together and you have writing sessions or are you kind of exchanging, you know, voice memos and stuff? We've done voice memos in the past, but yeah, really it's, we always go down to, um, we've got access to this beach house on Phillip Island, which is. Yeah. It actually used to be a primary school, one of those kind of old, like prep to six, you know, 20 students in this one big room. Oh, and so really? it's got these super high ceilings on farmland. And so there's no neighbors. Yeah. It sounds great. Um, and we just go down there every couple of years and, um, and do some writing there. And that's been like the, the case kind of all along. And nice. yeah, I don't know the next time we'll get down, but that sort of, um, we had a re- really good session, which, which led to um, our most two recent albums. Great. Where often we'll kind of like, record a bunch of ideas into, you know, your demos yeah. and then um, do the hard work later. But nice. we kind of sat down and like extrapolated structures and, and things like that on the, on, on the night. So that was a really fruitful session. Yeah. yeah cool. I feel like um, maybe it is a thing as well. Like life gets busier as you get older. It is good to go away for a long period of time so you can actually kind of settle and get in the mode rather than, you know, a few days here and there. Yeah. I think, I think it would be hard for me to, um, be thinking creatively yeah. if it was just like a day here and there. Mm. Um, I'd be, I'd be feeling like, you know, I don't feel guilty leaving my baby, but I can't switch off from like being prepared, you know, thinking about the preparations for her day where yes. it was like, Hey, that's not my responsibility for a whole week. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. You know, for lots of reasons. <laughs> hey, and tell me, are you still running the label? Are you still doing that yeah. as well? Yeah. Yeah. Tell, so us, all, label- tell us all about that. Yeah, our label's called Paeta. So that just started off as like, you know, when I, I, I used to read like songs that were getting added to the radio and in brackets after that, they'd have the the um, the name of the label. And in our case, it always yeah. just said independent. And yeah. so we just made up Paeta instead of independent. But the, then that grew. So we've got, you know, Tom's side project. Well, yep. other project, number one, Dad's. And then, yeah, now um, I think there's just eight artists. Yeah, airing, uh, yeah, Christopher Port, Maple Glider, no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's super impressive. How do you kind of uh, find time to do it all? <laughs> I just <laughs> fail at everything half, halfway. No, I mean, it's, it, has, it has to go in waves. Like, definitely when Big Scary's busy, yeah. you know, I have less time for, for other stuff. But we just stagger it, you know. Like, we, we probably only have two, two or three releases a year anyway. And yeah. so you can kind of manage your time um, around that. Nice. That's so exciting. And uh, Meadow Music Festival. This looks pretty cool. Kurt Vile, Black Midi, uh, Jen Cloa, Cass Savage, Last Drinks, friend of yours. This is uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It is such a good lineup. Yeah. It, is, it is amazing. I actually want to see every act, or, you know. Mm. Um, and even on the, you know, people like Way Dynamic and Set One that just got added, like, they're, they're, it's a really taste, tasteful lineup. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, I was just trying to think, when was your first music festival that you <laughs> played at and camped at at the same time? Or if there's none of that, just camp? Oh, well, I definitely grew up going to falls and camping. Nice. Yeah. And then I, I do remember um, the first time we played Splendor, it was at the old site. And yes. um, we just had the best time because, you know, we were 
basically just excited punters and we got to camp kind of behind one of the stages and I remember we'd like yeah. use, use our privileges. We'd drive into town each day and get a burger and a coffee and then <laughs> yeah. don't tell them but like smuggle in, you know, yeah, a few yeah. little bottles <laughs> and so that we could drink at the campsite <laughs> yeah. and then we'd use our artist pass to just like roll on into the best <laughs> view of the house for yeah. like smashing pumpkins and stuff like that. It was such a good time. Yeah. The, I, when you're young and you first kind of get that access, you kind of feel like Jack from the Titanic, I feel, on level one. You're just like, what am I doing yes. here? Like, I don't belong here. Yes. And we, it's the funniest thing because, like, we, when you're young, you know, so for those who aren't um, playing gigs, like, you get a thing called a rider, which is, like, your your request for food or beverages or whatever. And, like, you know, the more unknown you are, the less you get given for free. <laughs> yeah. But the more you want it and then the, the more – the older you get, the more established you are. You can kind of have whatever you want, but by then it's like, oh, have some non-alcoholic beers, please. <laughs> it's so tame. It's wasted on the people who get it, who get the good stuff. I'm always impressed by the bands who have been doing it for a while, and you get there, and there's like four bottles of Jack and all that. I'm like, man, you guys are you're still going strong. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, they're probably just catering for all the like hangers-on that want to yeah. come after and see them after the show and get some free drinks. <laughs> that, that's how it works for the hometown gigs, right? You're mostly, you, you're so stressed about everything around the show. It's often hard to enjoy because you're getting calls about guest lists and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do, you have, do you have a favorite festival moment watching a band? Watching a band? Oh, actually, I mean, I didn't mean to bring it up, but that time when I was watching Smashing Pumpkins. Um, yeah. Because I was a big fan growing up and I did go see them at Rod Laver when I was like 13 and they were kind of in a phase where they were like anti-melancholy and the infinite sadness, like mm. they'd passed that stage. So they didn't really want to play any of those songs Yeah. Um, and I was a bit dis disappointed. And then when I was, I don't know, a decade or 15 years after that at Splendor, they played all the hits and yeah. I just had like some really close friends with awesome. me and I was just like elated. It's so good. Oh, that's so cool. Well, uh, Joe Vixio, this is so good. I could ch chat to you for ages. I want you to come into a co-host, pick some songs and just hang out. Oh, with, that'd be uh, awesome. With Tom. But uh, you know what? I'm going to play a game that I play with everyone that uh, comes on the show. This is called... On Triple M's Homegrown with Matteo, it's time for... Uh-oh, it's my party or dinner. Now, this is called Right Party Dinner. I'm going to give you three artists. You've either got to write a song with them you can party with them or you got to take them home to dinner. Oh, All right? okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Your three artists are. We got Bob Marley. Then we got. David Bowie and your third act. Debbie Harry, Blondie, what are we doing? Right party dinner. The right, what was the right one? Write songs with them? Yeah, write songs with them. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I'll party with Debbie, write with Bowie. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have dinner with Bob. You have dinner with Bob? Yeah. Yeah, because that would turn yeah. into something else. <laughs> It'd be a fun day. It would be, there's like, there's this book. Um, it's actually called like Seven Murders of Something, Something, Something. And it's kind of peripherally, peripherally written around... Bob's type, like Bob's scene yeah. in um, Jamaica. And it's actually way heavier than you'd expect. And so I think that there'd be some really interesting goss and dinner talk. To yes. Be okay, cool. Joe, that is amazing. Right party dinner with Joe. Uh, such a pleasure to chat. Good luck playing this festival. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I uh, can't wait to see you play more gigs around Melbourne too. It's been a pleasure, Joe. You too. Thanks so much, Maddie.